Welcome to episode 44 of Tech of a Tea. I'm, as always, your host, Brody Robertson, and today we are doing a solo episode because right now it is the... What day is it? It is the 23rd of December, and I didn't really want to, you know, try to arrange something during this week. I'll probably do the same thing for next week as well, just because... Or maybe I'll take next week off, because I'm actually one episode ahead right now. So this episode, I think you guys will be seeing uh in the like the new year the the week just before new year's so not the christmas week whatever next week's going to be um which actually might be just around new year's when this is getting uploaded so if it is um yeah that's cool <laughs> um so on the on the the topics for today i don't really have anything super crazy as as you would probably come to expect from a solo episode at this point usually it just ends up being me rambling for like an hour and a half or two hours and that's pretty much what we've got going on for this time so you might be wondering why the lights are off i actually don't know why i didn't put the lights on i might turn them on a bit uh basically uh, i just wanted to see how it would look with the lights off and you know what I think for certain things, it actually can kind of work. It's got this kind of weird atmosphere to it. I don't think I would record regular videos like this because... Actually, maybe I would. I don't know. Hmm. And if I had the light more, instead of being off to the side, more like above where my current light is, which I actually might be able to do once I get my new arm, I think it would have like this cool, you know, shadow effect going on in the background because right now it's slightly that side. Yeah, it's slightly offset, which I don't feel like looks the best. Maybe if I move the camera... I just want to sort of try that, see how it would kind of look. So if instead we have the camera, like, here... Obviously, besides, you know, seeing all the stuff in my closet, uh, and also the light pointing at the back of my head, I feel like, you know, that kind of could create a cool effect. And also, you know, the, uh, the, the closet there. That's, yeah, it, besides it being open, sort of like there not being a wall there. Uh, is that better? Yeah, that should be fine. Uh, maybe hang a little bit lower. Nope, too low. <laughs> and, okay, we're good. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll turn them on? I'll turn them on now. There we go. Cool, remember the settings, and that one. There we go, cool. Uh, okay, it seems to be working. Uh, yeah, I've been playing around with the lighting a bit. Uh, in my regulators, you probably haven't even noticed. Um, but I've I've come to the conclusion that anything that uses something on the like the darker blue, so the color that that one was, um, and that one is now, anything on like the the blue to purple spectrum, anywhere in that range, ends up looking very vibrant. You can kind of get away with like a blue and a green. But when you start getting into, like, reds, these lights are not very vibrant in that color spectrum. Obviously, you can get lights that are better for that, and maybe I will at some point, but these are pretty just basic, you know, smart bulbs. So, for now, I think I'll probably just start setting it somewhere in that blue range. I have managed to make red work from time to time, and I have no idea how I've done that. Maybe it's just because these globes are getting a bit older now that... The red's just not as vibrant. They are like LED globes though, so it should still be fine, but I don't know. For now though, they're, they're fine. Uh, at some point, I do want to have a bit more of a permanent solution. So when I get my own place, I'm probably going to have... Actually, I'll show you what I'm going to do. Uh, the Digital Life. One of the guys who's been on the podcast before, he saw what I was doing with my lighting and then decided to, you know, 
step up his game a lot. And now he's way ahead of me. So I'll bring this one up. I'm sure he won't mind me playing two seconds of his video. Uh, here we go. So as you can see, he's got like this light bar behind him. I don't know if this is just a blue light bar or if this is a like a an RGB globe in it. If it's an RGB globe, that would be pretty cool. And I'm sure you can get like RGB... Uh, what what do you call? I don't even know what these lights are called. Like the if you're just listening to it, it's one of the you know the really um the round long globes, the ones you'd normally see like mounted on a roof somewhere. You'd ha if you're like in a a shopping center, they usually have some sort of cover over them. But they're these really long globes, rather, rather than the ones you'd like normally see mounted in your house. So I'd like to get something like that that is RGB because. It's fine having these little guys. Actually, I'll, I'll, give, I'll show you what it looks like. Is that going to be long enough? Yes, it is. So, here we go. Turn that off. So, it's just like this. It's a fairly big globe. It's uh, bigger than the, the, the lamp. <laughs> this uh, lamp is not designed to have a globe this big in it, but it fits and it powers it. Maybe that's also why it's not as vibrant. Maybe if I uh, got a more powerful lamp, it would be fine. But it's turning on, so it can't be that bad. Anyway... Uh, because this is such a small point, it is going to have a bit more trouble actually getting the light, uh, you know, out. So if I had like a bigger surface area the light was coming from, uh, I imagine it would look better, but I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's got this blue globe here and I presume by the looks of where the lighting is coming from, he probably has another one sitting down on the floor under here. And I feel like this looks really good. Once again, though, he is doing this with blue and purple because... Well, that's also part of his uh, color scheme for his channel, but blue and purple tend to be easier to drive. I don't know why that is. I'm sure there's going to be some that probably won't be. If someone is an expert in like lighting and how light disperses, you can probably explain to me why blues and purples end up being easier to drive than like say you know reds or. What a, yeah, red. Red's, red's the big one. Like, anything from, like, yellow to red, I would say. Yellow, actually, yellow's kind of an exception because this globe is technically, <laughs> weirdly, if I want a white light from this one, it's actually better to get a yellow light from it than to just use it as it is out of the box because out of the box, like, in the white setting, it's actually a blue globe. <laughs> so, actually, that's pro... Well, that's partially why... I, I, I Yeah, actually, I imagine that's probably why I can drive the blues better than it can the reds but i think even so red might just be a bit harder for it to drive but i don't know let's actually you know what since we're here since we're already uh talking about <laughs> since we're five minutes into the podcast i have other topics and we're already talking about lighting let's actually see if we can find some uh of those like long globes in rgb i don't even know what you, what you call them rgb um <laughs> long globe i i don't i don't know what they're called um let's see rgb globes um let's okay we're on ebay now here we go i'm, sh I'm sure we can find some excellent quality content on ebay like we always do these are just indoor lights from what i'm seeing that is not something you would ever want to use. <laughs> Honestly, if you're getting something like a little E14 globe, you might as well just go get fairy lights because they will look better. Um, I'm not seeing anything that's fitting what... Outdoor floodlights. No? <laughs> Wait, can you... <laughs> RGB floodlight. That might be an idea. <laughs> 
Wait, okay, no, I surely this isn't a thing. Um RGB fog light. Surely, surely no one would make RGB fog lights, right? I was partially wrong. There are RGB headlights. I'm pretty sure RGB headlights are illegal in Australia, though. Uh, but no one actually cares. Like, I do know someone who owns a... Uh, 337? Yeah, Nissan 370. And he was like, I'm just going to put RGB globes in the headlights. If you just run them as white most of the time, no one has a problem with it. It's just that when you, you know, make them red like this, it's a bit of an issue. Um... I don't know what those globes are called. Uh, let's see if we can find... I'll just Google, like, long light globe. <laughs> name for long light globe. Someone's going to know the name and think I'm just really dumb. Uh, light globe types. Here we go. Fluorescent tube. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. RGB fluorescent tube. Here we go. This is exactly what we're looking for. Uh, best LED RGB video tube lights for filmmakers. Okay, there's actually, like, decent ones that exist. Uh, let's see if you just have links in your description, because I don't want to watch your video. Uh, products in the video. We have this one, we have this one, and we have this one. Okay. So. Now, uh, let's go to Amazon. No, sure, we'll, use, we'll, we'll go to it with your links. This, oh, this is just a controller for him. Uh, I wonder how much that is. Ooh! $814 for these lights. Uh, okay, there's four of them. Okay, well, that's, that's still, that's, uh, still not great. What are you paying $814 for? What? You got, like, these little plastic things on them that, like, bend the light in a certain direction, but that's about it. I'm sure I can find... Look, this... The way I do stuff is I do it on the, the, the most budget possible. So, let's... They do look kind of good, though. Like, I'll, I'll show you what they look like. Uh, can you see it? You can't see it. There we go. Now you can see it. They do look pretty nice. Uh, also, that Pac-Man looks pretty cool as well. Maybe I want one of those as well. Um, let's uh, go back to here. Let's go into eBay again. Okay, let's see if we can find some RGB, uh, RGB, yes, exactly. RGB fluorescent tube. Let's see. We're finding regular ones. We're finding, uh, I think the one I'm finding the most of is, uh, this nonsense, uh, the, like, LED strips, and these are actually pretty cheap. The problem is they tend to die a lot, uh, but, <laughs> you can get how okay how much is it let's just whatever i don't care what chip code it is uh let's just go with the biggest number sure uh number of lights 600 sure color uh can, wait presumably there's one in here it showed rgb stuff what are the rgb ones um i don't know uh rgb strip Okay, so let's. I think I've looked at this stuff before anyway. 20 meters. How much is 20 meters of. It's $60 for 20 meters of light. Yeah, okay. Well, that's also an option. Um, 
I'm still trying to, and this one comes like a little little controller as well, so I don't have to dick around with the uh, the stupid smartphone app for these lights. That's honestly the biggest problem. Like, I think it's this one on the on like right behind here. If I have it there, it won't actually connect to my phone, so I have to go and grab it and like walk it over to the other side of the room, and then it will connect to my Wi-Fi. I don't know why. When I had the other one over in that spot, it didn't do it. It's just, for whatever reason, this globe just doesn't work when it's sitting here. But luckily, I don't need it to always be connected. I just need it to be connected to actually go and configure it. So what I'll normally do, like a podcast or if I'm streaming, I'll just set them on the setting I want and then just leave them. And what I've been doing for a couple of videos is just leaving that one on, say, blue, and then swapping the other ones, like, purple or, like, a light green. And that's pretty much all I need to do, because I don't want to dick around with this stupid light. I cannot wait until I have a better solution for this, because I'm getting sick of dealing uh, dealing with it. Speaking of things I'm getting sick of dealing with, over on the, like, the, the regular episode of the podcast where I normally have a guest on, I've been using Discord. And you guys might have noticed it in a couple of the episodes, specifically the uh, DistroTube and Donald Fury episodes. For some reason, every five or ten minutes, my guests would just cut out. And I thought, I thought the first time, okay, maybe it's just DT connecting to, you know, maybe it's just DT in this case, because he also forgot to turn his audio server on. So maybe that could have been the problem. And that happened with someone else. And I've had it happen with other people as well outside of the podcast. And I don't know what the deal with it is. So I'm probably going to stop using Discord to actually, you know, make the podcast. And I'll probably use Zoom. Not Zoom. No, I won't use Zoom. I'll probably use Jitsi. Because I've got my... Um, started like, messing around with VPSs as well. And hosting Jitsi doesn't seem like it's going to be that difficult. Obviously, I could use someone else's instance. But if I'm going to use Jitsi, I might as well host it myself. And also, I can get a video out of it as well. Plus, you know, I can, I can kind of make the video an ad as well and get paid from that as well. Um... <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, there will be a link to Linode in the description down below if you want to go, you know, get a VPS and all that. Um, yeah, so I'll probably be using Jitsi from now on. I know Jitsi has problems when it comes to doing, like, public calls. So I'll probably keep using Discord for, like, the community chats. At least until Matrix gets to the point where I can do breakout calls. Because right now, I think if I want to do a call in Matrix, I end up calling every single person in the room, which... That's that's not good. So the only way I could really do a a call in Matrix would be to add people to like a group chat and then call that. But then that would be a big hassle because then I have to get people to find somehow uh, find some way to actually say they want to join that chat. And yeah, that it's just it's just too much of a hassle to actually deal with. So I'd rather just keep using Discord for those community chats because. Voice calls seem to be okay. It's just in video calls that there's a problem that seems to happen. So, Jitsi for everything else. Uh, I have used Jitsi like once or twice before. Like with, uh, I think it was, yeah, DT back when he was doing that stream where he tested Jitsi. I used it then. And then I think, was, did, I, did I use Jitsi when I was talking to Trav that one time? I might have. So I've used Jitsi a couple of times. It seems perfectly fine. 
Um, yeah, I, I think I can set it to a grid as well. So it shouldn't be any different for you guys when you see it on the actual like recording. It'll just be me having to, you know, modify the way that my layouts actually work to actually fit inside of the way Jitsi works rather than the way Discord works. And hopefully that has less problems. I I don't, yeah, I, I just don't know what the problem with Discord is right now, but it's, it's just annoying me. So, <clears throat> I don't know if there's anything else I would try out besides Jitsi. Obviously, yeah, I, I could use Zoom, but... I don't particularly want to. That, that's my big thing about Zoom. I just don't want to use Zoom, so I'm just not going to use Zoom. And if there's maybe not better alternatives, if there's an open alternative I can use and it's good enough, I'll be more than happy to use that instead. So that's the plan for that. And I guess that leads us into one of the topics I actually have on the list anyway. So I want to talk a bit about... A bit... Words. A bit about... My plans for next year. There we go. Words. Words are hard. So, for I actually want to break this down into a couple of different segments. So, I will be doing a video on this as well. So, this is just sort of me getting my thoughts out before the video comes out. So, one of the things I want to... I think that'll go up like New Year's. Yeah, New Year's Eve, probably. Because when else would I upload like, hey, these are my plans for next year sort of videos. So, for the podcast... I've been getting a lot of people asking me to bring on certain guests, and I haven't reached out to some of them yet, but I feel like some of them might end up coming on. I don't I don't know about, say, like, Mental Outlaw. That would be awesome. If he does want to do the podcast, that would be absolutely amazing. But there's a couple other people who I feel like I probably could get on. There's, then there's some others where it's like, hey, bring on, like, some ordinary gamers. Like, okay, that would be cool. But I feel like Muda is much too busy <laughs> to just come onto this random podcast as, like, what, 400 subscribers on YouTube. So I don't think that one's going to happen. But maybe Mental Outlaw would come on. And maybe there's some other people who I could reach out to who would be happy to come on as well. I know someone has reached out to me in emails uh, wanting to come onto the podcast. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into details, but they're someone who is a like a PayPal developer, or PayPal certified developer, sorry. And I haven't, reached, I haven't actually read back to them yet. I should do that. Because they do sound like they have kind of an interesting product they're working on. So that'll be fun to talk about. And besides that, I think it's just going to be pretty much go ahead like we're normally doing on the podcast. I will be modifying the layout a just a little bit because as you can see yeah it's yeah I, I need to fix some stuff in here like if i move my webcam you'll probably notice it's it, the gray box behind it because i'm dumb and don't know how to actually make layouts uh I sh i'll probably go fix that after the episode's over also for some reason the uh resolute or the resolution the aspect ratio isn't correct so You've got this weird outline that's bigger than it should be. I don't know how I managed to do that, though. <laughs> I really don't know how I managed that. So I'll fix up I'll fix up this layout, and that should be probably the only major change that's happening to that. Maybe I'll make the webcam bigger here. Like There's going to be like minor, minor changes that are happening to the podcast structure itself. Maybe I'll start messing around more with thumbnails. That's one thing I do want to do, because right now... My thumbnails are fine, but they're not very clicky. That's that's the one place I need to work on with with this channel. Like, I'm good at it with the main channel. The main channel, I've actually been making some pretty clicky thumbnails. If you haven't seen them, I'll bring them up now. 
Uh, cool. It's not going to auto play the video for me. Uh, if we go there. So we have can, uh, can never have enough monitors. And I'm like, I'm actually physically holding up my second monitor. And what I did is I, I cut out the monitor and then placed it on top of the monitor again. So it looks like I'm holding up two monitors in my hand. And honestly, I feel like that's a great thumbnail. Uh, what's the difference anyway? That one I kind of threw together. I, I'm not a big fan of that one. Uh, massive change coming to Pac-Man. That was a video about how the Pac-Man packager, a Pac-Man package manager, is getting. Uh, I guess it's technically concurrency. Someone corrected me in the comments section. I don't care. It's parallelism concurrency. It's basically the same thing. I'm sure, someone's gonna someone's gonna argue that. I, I don't care. Anyway. Um, basically you can download multiple streams at once. So whatever you're gonna, you can, whatever you want to call that. And what I did with that one, if you're just listening is actually, I took a picture of myself and then put it in the thumbnail three times, like in line with each other, you know, as if they were doing something in parallel, just cause I thought that would be a funny joke. And it seems like it's worked because that video is kind of exploding right now. Um, my Xenotic video, I threw this thumbnail together at the last second. So this sort of went back to my old style where it's just like, oh, here's some text and a bit, a bit the text is a bit clicky. Let's all be awful at Xenotic, but like, I didn't put my face in that one or anything. It's just, oh, here's the Xenotic logo and I made it massive, which I think sort of did help because that pod, that uh, podcast, that stream kind of did really well, but also people like Xenotic. So that also does help. Like there's a surprising number of people who, even though this isn't a gaming channel, I'm more than happy to go and watch some gaming content if it's like open source gaming. And I was genuinely surprised with that. So when I do streams on the main channel, I'm probably going to be doing a lot more in the realm of open source gaming. It's not going to be super often, maybe once or twice a month. Um, but I find it fun anyway, so I'll definitely be doing it. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? People like the I can't escape this file manager one, but I felt like this one was kind of lazy. There's one thing I should have changed here, and that is I should have worn one of the Hawaiian shirts because you can probably notice there's a little tux here, but it's kind of blending a lot into my shirt. So if I had like, I don't think I had the uh, the yellow Hawaiian shirt at this point, but if I just wore like the red one, I think it would have stood out a bit more. But as you can see, I was using the red one a bit too much. So at the time I decided that I wanted to have like a bit of a change but I didn't actually have the extra shirts at that point, so I couldn't really make much of a change. Uh, I think my favorite one that I've done recently, because I've been, <laughs> if you scroll back through my thumbnails, you can see as time's gone on, I've sort of, like my, my face thumbnails have gotten, <laughs> depending on how you look at it, worse and worse, but I intentionally make them as annoyingly clicky as possible. Like, oh, look at these old ones. Like, these are fairly, Fairly normal face thumbnails, nothing too crazy here. I was experimenting with having like outlines and stuff. I didn't like the outline at, at oh. After playing around with it more, I didn't end up liking the outline that much, so I just got rid of it. Uh, God, I, there was a time, there was a time when I was just doing text ones. I don't think these thumbnails are that bad to be honest. I feel like they were just looking back. I feel like the ones like if you go back say three months on my channel. Um, I feel like these were decent thumbnails. Like, they're, they're better than what I had if you go back even further. So, if we keep going back... Yeah, so there was a point where I had my, my text, like, sent... It was... The text was centred, but it was off to the left side of the screen. Sometimes it was in the centre as well. 
Um, I feel like that did look better than just having the text, you know, aligned to the left-hand side like I used to be doing. Um, yeah, this is how... Like, I don't think these were bad thumbnails either. Some of them had a bit too much text on them. I think if I had reduced the amount of text, uh, that should have been clarifying my stance on FOSS software, not free and open source. Yeah, that, that's the old, that's the problem I sort of have with a lot of my old content. I had way too much text on my thumbnails, and a lot of the time, I was making the text on the thumbnail basically the same thing as the title of the video, and that's not how you do clicky stuff. What you do is you have a little bit of text in the thumbnail that sort of implies there's something that they want to see in the video, and then the title of the video, maybe you can have that be a bit more descriptive, maybe you can have that be clicky as well. Why does it say I only have six months worth of videos? This is not letting me scroll back any further. All right, sure. Maybe it's just being weird right now. Anyway, um, but if we go... Actually, we'll start from at the start of the face thumbnail. So if we go here, as you can see, like, if you go to any channel that has face thumbnails, these are, like, the the most... Ha, oh, look, look at these basic thumbnails. Whoa, they're so exciting. Face in the thumbnail. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This one I do kind of like, though. Um, the RIAA attacks YouTube DL with DMCA takedown, or we have YouTube's being destroyed by spam bots. Those, I felt like, were both pretty decent. All right, my face was very red back then. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, as you can see, the red it, the red seems to work really well in this video. Maybe it's just because my saturation was also way too high as well. Wow, you can really see how bad the saturation was when the background is blue. <laughs> anyway, um... I think it would have... Yeah, when you can start seeing... Uh, start seeing that I'm using two hands in my pictures, that's when I actually got uh, this one right here. So this is a um, a phone holder that attaches to like any sort of standard camera mount. And once I got that, that's when I started really experimenting with the thumbnails and you started getting, you know, uh, <laughs> this one right here where I have two calculators and just like holding them up in front of my... Oh, that hurt. Ow. Yay, wrist problems on both my wrists. That's good. Um, <laughs> where I'm like holding them up in front of my face. Like, oh, I'm really interested in this uh, calculation. Or just after that point. Actually, once once I did that one, that's when I started getting really interested in doing, um, you know, prop stuff with my thumbnails. Rather than just, you know, having my face there or something like that. Because the face is boring. Like, no one just wants to see your face. No one's going to click on a video just because your face is there, unless you're, like, Linus Tech Tips. But even even Linus, um, even he will do prop stuff, because props, that's where you start getting people being like, what in the world are you doing there? Like, for example, we have this one here uh, where I'm holding a uh, Microsoft Surface, or this one here where I'm holding up... It's actually a... Uh, <laughs> it's actually a money tin, and I just, like, placed it on its side... And it's like, hi, look, it's it's a receptacle. It's a bad joke, but it works. Or if I don't have a prop that works, I can sort of like edit a prop in. For example, with my pre-selection one, basically I just hold my hands there and I can like edit a, a you know, a window in or something like that. Things like that. Or the um, eliminate your display manager with start X. That was great. That was the first time when I realized that I can go and unplug this monitor. And if I need to go put, you know, an image on something, I've always got there to use. It is just a 23-inch monitor, but that's perfectly fine for a thumbnail. Anything bigger than that, and it would honestly get to the point where it's just kind of difficult to hold up. Um, 
this one was really bad. Let's rise up this music player. I, I couldn't find a, uh, uh, a mix deck that was like from the angle I wanted. So I got a 2D image and just basically 3D transformed it to the point where it actually kind of fit the the angle I wanted. It looks so bad. But if you don't, if you like, as a thumbnail, because thumbnails are generally pretty small, it's kind of difficult to notice how bad it actually looks. But that image looks so awful if you have the full-size version of it. But, yeah, I think the big thing that's making my thumbnails stand out more now is the uh, the Hawaiian shirts. Now, the Hawaiian shirts is a great idea. I, only, I don't know why I initially did this. I think... Yeah, why did I initially... What was my first video with the Hawaiian shirts? Wait, was it... <laughs> I think it was the Vivaldi one. The Vivaldi video was the first one with the Hawaiian shirt. No, no, no it wasn't. Wait. The first one, the red one. Um, what was the first one? First one entirely. Oh, right. It was this one here. Pol uh, does Pulse Audio deserve the hate The hate it gets? It kind of made sense for that one because, you know, you're trying to be like some some Chad dude at the, at the pool party holding up a boombox because it's the 70s. And I just, I was kind of going for like a um, specific mood there. And I, I thought, okay, this is hilarious. Let's just keep going with it. And obviously with the Vivaldi one, it makes me look like a massive douche wearing the Hawaiian shirt and having the hat, which I, <laughs> which I edited the Vivaldi logo on. I can't remember what the logo for that one normally would be. Oh, I think that was my goon hat, actually. So I uh, I edited out the I Heart Goon and then just stuck a Vivaldi logo on it. When it's small, it actually kind of looks like it's part of the hat. But when it's not, like, that is obviously not actually part of the hat. It looks horrible. But once again, thumbnails. And yeah, from, from that point on, it's just like... <laughs> then we get things like my uh, apply magical audio filters using Pulse Audio. I, that probably should have been with, not using. And that I might go and change that afterwards, actually. And that was when I was like, okay, let's just go full ham and just make the dumbest thing possible. So I have my goon hat on. I have on one side my Jack Daniels hat and my, the other side another Jack Daniels hat. And it kind of looks like a, uh, <laughs> a homeless wizard hat. If... <laughs> Like, just imagine what a homeless wizard would look like, and there you go. And then, to make it kind of look like a robe sort of thing, I just put two of the, sh the Hawaiian shirts on at the same time, and then just edit it. Those, uh, those lightning, uh, those balls of lightning you see, um, those are just the, one of the lightning spells from Skyrim, and I just edited out, like, the, the color around it and just stuck it on my hand, and you know what? I feel like it looks way better than it's allowed to look. <laughs> I it, it I kind of have fun just making the thumbnails out. That that's like the, the big thing. Uh this one here I probably should have had more lighting on me. Uh the, the Matrix one. It's like I actually do like this thumbnail. It's just I could have done it better. I was just very lazy with how it was done. The video still did fairly well and maybe in my future Matrix videos I'll do something a bit different that might work a bit better. Um, yeah, but one thing I am trying out with thumbnails now is when I have the Hawaiian shirt on, I think I'll make the background less poppy. Because I want the main focus to pop out to be, you know, me. 
because that's like I'm I'm wearing the really poppy shirt. So obviously, if I make the background less poppy, that should make me pop out a bit more. And that's what I did with this one here. Can never have enough monitors. It's basically a black background. I think the actual background is my terminal, but because it's behind this, it just makes it look darker than it actually is. And I think it also raised up the contrast and also added some blur. So it's very difficult to actually see if there's anything going on behind it. But I feel like that one actually pops out really well. But this one here, this one here, just the yellow just massively pops out against that background. So I'll have to keep doing that one. I think, I think now I actually have five? Maybe six Hawaiian shirts. Uh, so initially I said, oh, I didn't buy these shirts for the sake of my channel. And that's entirely true. I actually bought them because I wanted to wear them. Uh, but now that I have a way to make money with the Hawaiian shirts, I can also then go and business expense them. <laughs> and I think, I think the shirts were like $20 each. At least they might have been on special. I if they're not on special, I think they're normally like $30. So after like, I would say four videos, four like averagely performing videos, I've actually paid off one of them. So I think it's a pretty decent business expense. And this one right here, this will end up making me like 20 or I don't know where it's going to stop. Actually, it'll be at least 20 bucks from this video. So that already paid off that one shirt there. So <laughs> oh, it's such a... It's such a dumb idea, but tell me another Linux channel, or tell me another channel in general that is just, like, wearing Hawaiian shirts for the meme. <laughs> but specifically, tell me, actually, you'll probably find it easier, you'll probably find it easy to find a channel, just a general channel wearing it for the meme. Find me a tech channel doing it, because I don't think you're going to. And I think that's really going to help me stand out. Obviously, the uh, the content of the videos is obviously important, and I am still working on that like constantly. But the content of the video doesn't matter until someone actually goes and clicks on the video. And I think that I've got myself into like a, a rhythm that can make people click on it pretty well. Like there's some of the lit, the tiny, tiny little things to make like the text stand out. So around the text, you may or may not notice it. Depends on sort of the. Uh, the background I have as well. Um, I actually have like a black border around all of the text. Some backgrounds it stands out pretty well against, like this one here, like on the who order the system tray. I actually have a obvious black um, outline around the text. And then behind that, I actually have a black drop shadow. And all of this is like tiny little things. But if I get rid of them, it makes the text stand out just that tad little bit less. If you're just looking at two thumbnails side by side, you'll notice instantly that one of them stands out more. You won't really be able to pinpoint exactly why, but because of this tiny detail, I feel like it makes a massive, massive difference. Just like having, say, the white outline, it makes the, the image stand out a bit more from the background rather than just having it directly on the background. That's the only outlines I normally do now. I... I don't think the colored outlines work anywhere near as well, but white, I think it fits basically every scenario. Even if I'm wearing a white shirt, it's fine because usually the white is slightly different to the um the white of the actual shirt itself. So, or I can always like slightly adjust the color in that case. Like for example, here the uh, white of the shirt already stands out against the background, so it's not really that big of a deal anyway. But it still makes my head stand out 
more than it otherwise would. But I typically don't wear white shirts in my thumbnails anyway. Uh, just because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the, because I normally have a poppy background, if I'm going to wear, like if I'm going to have some sort of shirt in my thumbnail, I'm going to be wearing something black because black is going to stand out against the, the brighter background. Whereas obviously in the case of a very neutral background, a very dark background, then having a colorful shirt is going to stand out more than just having a white shirt. But I have noticed that I actually can actually wear white shirts in my videos now. For a while, I couldn't do that because of the way I had my lighting set up. So when I, ooh, when I had this light right here, like off in this direction here, which you probably would have noticed where I had the really bad, um, really bad shadows on my face. I think if I can go back, I think if I can go back like a couple of months, I'll find a video that has it like that. Oh no, that's that's too many months. Oh lord. Oh no. I forgot how bad my old videos look. Um can we find some here we go. Here's something. So Well also my, my camera like zoomed in way more than I do now. Yeah, here we go. So uh if we pause it here. So right now my nose is actually too close to my webcam uh, too close to my um my microphone and when I have my uh, when I have sorry when I when I can speak when I have my light here you'll probably notice that by doing that it ends up causing like an extra shadow that otherwise wouldn't be there. So at that point I was actually trying to do a very neutral sort of lighting where I had I think one is more off the side than it is now and also one light right around this area and it just it yeah it had problems like that where if I got too close to my microphone which I normally do because sometimes I like to like lean in and stuff not not usually that much usually I will lean in a bit though and if I'm if I have that neutral lighting going then it just doesn't work I guess one way you can obviously the one way to get around doing that is by having a uh a lav which I should get I, I, I had a lav in the past. I just don't have one now. It was a really terrible lav. I want to get something much better than I had. Um, but yeah, the lighting like that just didn't work with the way I had my setup actually working. If I had a, a desk mic instead of it being on an arm, obviously I still have the stand for the Blue Yeti, but uh, it's just better to have it on the, the arm just because I don't have my desk room because I'm an idiot and have too much shit on my desk. Like I have three monitors on this desk. Uh, I, if I put, I might end up putting my second monitor on an arm and that will give me a little bit more space. But still, it's just going to, in the end, I, I just need to get this third, or it's not a third monitor, it's a TV actually. I I need just space where I can not have a TV on the desk and then I'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> right, what was I saying? Right. Uh, Blue Yeti takes a lot of space. So if I had that on the desk, then it probably would be fine to actually have, you know, the lighting be more, be more neutral. The way I was doing the lighting here wasn't very good, though. As you can probably see, it just, it's not, the lighting just doesn't look very good. My, I think I was doing a bit less in the realm of color correction as well. But I, I just don't like the very flat look either. Like, neutral is fine if you're trying to do, like, photo shoots and stuff. Um, and obviously for certain kinds of recording, it works. 
but also had uh, I was actually using a white light to light up my background then, so <laughs> it also just didn't look that great. Plus, my camera it's just not at a very flattering angle. I feel like having like, I'm not I'm actually like I think I've put on some weight since I did this video, so it's not like I'm skinnier now. It's just that the angle I have the camera at is a bit more flattering. So I think if we put it like that, it looks that should be how it is. Yeah, there we go. So. That's just not... This is not a good angle. It's just not a good angle on my face. So... <laughs> no matter what I do with that, it just... It won't look good. So, <clears throat> if I just have it angled down a little bit... It's just... It gives the... I don't know. It gives it a bit bit of a better effect on my face. And that, oh, God. There we go. And that's what I'm going to be doing with my uh, new camera as well. I'll have it slightly angled down. Plus, you can actually see more of my shirt like this. So... The people who hate the hand-waving, you get even more hand-waving because I don't care. Like, I, <laughs> I'm not going to stop hand-waving. Like, that, this is just how I normally talk, so it's just going to keep happening. Um, anyway, this angle just wasn't very flattering. There was the lighting. Also, wasn't very flattering by having the neutral lighting. And it just, yeah. There's just lots of things that I, I wasn't do. I just didn't know about lighting when I, I was recording videos like this. Uh, for example, the hair light. The hair light, very simple thing. Makes you stand out from the background. Look at, just look at, look at this. Like, you just have this very, it just blends into the background. Obviously, you have a white background and black hair, so it doesn't blend in that much. But this makes it really pop out from the background. Plus, having this light here makes the, like, um, the edge of my head also pop out against my chair because I have a white, I have a, sorry, I have a black chair. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> if you want a good channel to actually learn about how to do better lighting like this, I think a good starter resource it is to go to, um, Harris Heller's channel. So, is it just called Harris Heller? Harris Heller. Or, or is the channel name different? No, it's Alpha Gaming, sorry. Yeah, so Harris Heller's channel, Alpha Gaming. This is a exceptional channel uh, are those, wait, are those the $400, uh, tube lights? They might be. I'll see if he's done a video where he actually talks about those lights. But, he does, uh, really, really good content. If you want to know just really anything about, not just, he, like, he focuses on live streaming, but a lot of the live streaming stuff, obviously, will translate over to doing regular VOD content as well, like, Lighting is the same regardless of whether you're doing a live stream or whether you're doing a regular video or you're trying to do movie stuff. Obviously, the, the way you light is going to be a little bit different, but the the fundamentals are going to be exactly the same. So I really recommend checking this out, plus a lot of information about microphones and cameras. And if you do care about streaming, he also does things about you know setting up widgets and stuff like that. Basically, everything that you need to know to actually make your content better or for example just basic stuff like working with obs that's something i just wasn't very good at you know a few months back i'm still not very good at it i uh there's some stuff i still need to automate that i'm doing manually like you know resizing windows and stuff like that but that's just something i need to get around to actually doing but channels like this will make you realize that there was stuff you were actually missing because you might you might think you know what you're doing when you're first starting out uh, I'm going to tell you now, regardless of what you're doing, whether that is streaming, whether that is playing games, whether that's learning a language, 
you think you know a lot, you don't. You just don't. And that's not to say that I do. I'm just saying that when you start out, no one knows anything. And it just makes sense to go and take advice from someone who actually has been doing this for a while. And not just has been doing it for a while, but has been doing it successfully. That's the most important part. It's, It's one thing for someone to be doing something for like three or four years. But you can find channels on YouTube that have been making videos for 10 years that have, like, a couple hundred subs. Some of them do actually make really good content and just never manage to get, like, picked up by the algorithm. But there's way more people who have been doing this for a long time and are still doing things that are horribly dumb. But when you see a channel like, say, Harris's that does really well, and the way he lights his content, for example is part of the reason why it does well. Like, people click on a video like this, and it looks really well produced. I recommend, like, I reckon that's someone you should probably take, a, at least, at least take something they say as a bit of advice. I, there are some things I would change about his content. Like, I don't like how flat his lighting looks here. Uh, I know he's going for, a, like, an actual effect here, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of the way the the light actually looks. I feel like it's a bit it's a bit too flat and it kind of it kind of makes his uh it kind of makes his shot look worse than it actually is. Because I know that he can light his scenes much better than this, but I think it's just because he's trying to do like a like a, a more of a serious video that he's not lighting like that. So I don't know. I just like having a more even if I'm doing a serious video, I still like it to be a very poppy very poppy look um everything else about this is absolutely gorgeous like the way he's lit up his background i would love to be able to have the space to have a dedicated uh, sorry i would love to have a dedicated space that i can just have permanently set up like this rather than having to fiddle around and have this bed here if i could just get some lights that i can mount to the wall and leave them always there and then just turn them on when i need them that would be great um yeah uh, yeah, it's just lighting. It's just lighting the subject that I feel like, probably because of the content of the video is just not the best in this one. Like for example, if we go to something else, uh, let's go to something a bit happier. Uh, here we go. As you can see, he's got himself like lit up way more here. Oh, these definitely are RGB. Okay, awesome. Um, because that's that was green in the last shot, so. <clears throat> whether they're the same ones we were looking at before or something different, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, as you can see, now he looks... like The, the way he's lit up, uh, lit himself in this shot looks way, way better. And looking at myself next to that, I, I realise I'm actually a kind of oversaturated. Uh, can I fix that? Let's add a... You know, we're going to do a live edit. So, filters. Yeah, I de I'm definitely way oversaturated. Uh, let me turn that down a bit. We turn, there you go, if it's way up, this is what the, my LUT can actually do. It can like, so it kind of raises like the reds and stuff. So if we turn this down a bit, uh, to like 35, I think. Obviously my camera isn't going to look anywhere near as good as Harris's does just because I am uh, running a, uh, a kind of terrible <laughs> webcam right now, not a, a multiple thousand dollar camera, but... You still get the point. So if we go to color correction, I think we can do something here. We should probably do color correction before the LUT. 
And it looks like I'm still a bit oversaturated. So if we bring this out... Oh, yeah, we're now we're in Lunduk mode. Um, no. I should go see what I'm doing over on my uh, my main setup because I have changed that a bit. Um, I, shouldn't, I think what I did was I hue shifted it a bit. Not that much. I hue shifted a bit this way. And, okay. Oh, God. No. <laughs> we could just do the rest of the podcast like this, I guess. Just make myself green and orange. Um, no. Let's bring it down to here. I, let me see that on the main screen, actually. Because I'm actually looking on my second screen. And my second screen just doesn't look anywhere near as good as my first. Uh, I feel like that looks considerably better like that. And if we also go... Bring the filters back up. Maybe I'm a bit more yellow now. But obviously, because I am hue shifting towards the yellow, that is going to happen. Uh, let's raise the LUT up. Yeah, I think that's better. If we raise the LUT up to like... Here or so. So like 44, 45. Mmm. Okay, that looks better. Might have to go do this to my main... Uh, my main scene as well, because on my main scene, obviously it's going to be configured a little bit different now. Um, so if we... Oh, no, that's that's too far. If we go... Bring a little bit more colour back into it. There we go. So make that like negative eight. I think that looks much better, actually. Wow, I should have done that earlier. Uh, <laughs> this is what I mean by I'm really lazy when it comes to doing stuff in OBS. Like, I've been letting my my camera just be slight, like, kind of misconfigured for a while and just didn't bother to deal with it. Um, but I think that that does look much, much better now. Uh, I can probably... Here's the problem. If I start messing with camera settings, I'm going to mess with it for, like, hours. No, I don't want seven. I want negative seven. Yeah, yeah, that looks better. But what was I saying? Right. Um, yeah. Harris has... He, actually, I don't think he's running his hair light here. I think he's just got the... It looks like he's got a fill light off to the side and also a point light, but... Yeah, he definitely has a point light. Or a key light, sorry, a point light. He definitely has a key light, obviously, because otherwise, you know, his face would be not lit up. But he also has a light clearly coming from the side here. And just having that light from the side isn't going to give you this nice effect over on this side here. Because what's going to happen is the light's going to hit here. It'll hit your nose. And then the rest of the face is not going to be lit up. I can actually show you that right now. There we go. As you can see, it would basically do this. Obviously, there's way more light in his room than I do. Um, but if we just see here, the light, it hits my nose. And then doesn't do anything on the rest. So he obviously is running at least two lights here. I feel like it's just two. Um, normally the way I've seen him do his videos is he'll have two lights. So you have his, his fill light off to the side. He'll have a key light lighting his, himself up. And then if he wants an extra light, he'll have an extra light behind him. And that'll be his hair light. But he's not in his streaming setup right now. And the streaming setup is normally where he has that set up like that. Mm. Anyway, the whole the point whole point I was getting at here was go watch people who actually know what they're doing, not me. Don't take advice from me when it comes like to how to actually light your scene. But if it's how to know how to light your scene, 
how to know how to light your seed, I'm the best guy to ask because I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to be relying on other people who actually know what they're doing. Also, his thumbnails are great because <laughs> Twitch is doing uh, fake DMCA claims. Gotta love the chimpo hat. Um, anyway, I've not even touched on most of the, the topics I have for today. So, what else do we have? Since we're talking about Twitch anyway... Um, <laughs> God, Twitch's new TOS is a hilarious meme. So, let's find out. If you haven't heard, it'll be like old news at this point. Um, but Twitch has decided to change their their TOS and like on what their new banned words are. Now, I'll accept there's probably some, some things you probably shouldn't say on Twitch. Obviously, I'm not going to repeat them here. Uh, you can probably work out... <laughs> You probably work out what you probably shouldn't be saying. But, uh, let's see. So the initial thing that Twitch decided to do, they've been messing around with even more stuff recently. Um, I can't even find it because Twitch keeps doing stupid shit now. Okay, so the first thing that happened is that Twitch said that you're no long that you are no longer allowed to use the word simp. Uh, cuck or virgin in a derogatory manner. So you can't just be insulting to someone say, oh, stop simping, oh, you're being a cuck, things like that. And there actually was someone who did, got banned for, uh, who did get banned for that, even though this new TOS isn't supposed to come in until uh, January, I think it was. So it's still December right now. And this new TOS isn't supposed to come in until January. And someone already got banned for it. And she didn't understand why. Because the TOS isn't in effect yet. But Twitch doesn't care. Um, that actually leads into something else hilarious that happened with a ban recently. But anyway. Twitch has no idea what they're doing. And it seems like, judging by some of the things I'm seeing here. People are just even more frequently using the term on uh, on Twitch now. So, usage of simp more than doubles after the ban. <laughs> Which doesn't surprise me. Why would people not keep using it? Yeah, chat's mentioning simp doubled after the Twitch ban. Of course it did. Because this is not how you kill a meme Twitch. This is how you make it even more powerful. Obviously, it's going to keep getting more popular if you look, Oh, we're going to ban the word? And no one agrees that it should be banned. It's like, oh. Imagine being like, oh, we're going to... What, what's an example? Um, We're going to... Hmm. Actually, here's a good one. Prohibition. <laughs> we're going to go back in the past. Prohibition. We're going to ban the consumption of alcohol. I wonder what happens when you do that. Could it be that people don't stop doing it and they just keep doing it more? I wonder what could happen. Twitch, you have no idea what you're doing. And also, you can probably notice some other other interesting things happening here related to some other Twitch stuff. Um, <laughs> so, I mentioned that ban before. So, I believe that was um, Justin Minx who got banned uh, for saying simp. I think she called someone like a, a simp cuck or something. <laughs> which is not a bannable offense anywhere besides Twitch. Um, so, she insulted someone, called them a simp, called them a cuck, which is hilarious and I love it. And she got banned. But someone else on uh, on Twitch decided to uh, accidentally stream what was going to be streamed to her OnlyFans on her Twitch. Then on 
I think it was well, her name was like misbehaving or something. I don't care. She's she was completely irrelevant beforehand. She's gonna be irrelevant in like a couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> but <laughs> she so she accidentally streamed to her Twitch when she was supposed to go to her OnlyFans and got banned for three days because anyone else who streams porn on Twitch would obviously not get banned for three days. That's that's nonsense. But Twitch also added some extra things to their TOS. Uh, like this one right here. Twitch bans accusations of sexual favors between streamers and staff. I wonder why that came out basically straight after uh, she got banned for three days for basically uploading porn to Twitch. Could it be that there are some sexual favors going on between streamers and staff? That's impossible, though. That's completely impossible. That would never happen. Never, ever, ever happen. At all. <laughs> so, Twitch is just trying to burn itself to the ground. And it's kind of hilarious because... I don't know t why Twitch is getting this attitude. It's not like they're even the biggest streaming platform. It's one thing if, like, YouTube does something. If YouTube's like, okay, we're going to do some insane TOS changes... They're also the biggest platform, and you can't really do anything. Twitch isn't. YouTube is still the biggest streaming platform, and if they keep going down this route, Twitch isn't even going to be something that people consider. The only reason that people are still using Twitch, from what I see, is they like the community, and that's entirely fair. The Twitch community seems to be great, especially if you like the, I guess, the sort of 90s and early 2000s way of communicating on the, on the internet. You don't really see that in many popular platforms anymore. It's sort of just delegated to Twitch and also some smaller communities here and there, but nothing like YouTube, for example. YouTube is a very, dip, a very different atmosphere than what you see on Twitch. But so it's, it's the community which I entirely accept, but they'll go other places when Twitch crashes and burns because they don't know how to run their company and the other thing is that a lot of the top streamers <clears throat> have these absolutely insane exclusivity contracts where they are not allowed to stream on other platforms so until twitch crashes and burns a lot of these top streamers will be basically stuck on the platform unless someone else like mixer shows up who's willing to buy out their contract like happened with Ninja? Yes, Ninja, and a couple other people back when Mixer was a thing. Uh, but obviously, you know, Mixer, not exactly much of a thing. And unless YouTube decides to do it, which they very well could, if they decided they wanted to go after the gaming streaming space, they definitely have the money where they could, or at least YouTube maybe not, but, but Google, if they want to take over that space, definitely has the money to buy up some of the top streamers and actually bring them over to YouTube exclusively. Or even not exclusively. Just bring them over to YouTube and let them stream elsewhere. Like every other platform does. So if you say stream on YouTube and you ha you're a partner, like, you know, I am and m a lot of people are, YouTube doesn't care. You can stream on 10 other platforms at the same time. All they care about is if you're making money on YouTube for YouTube right now. If you are, that's cool. If you're not, hey, you can keep using it, but we'll probably put ads in your content and not pay you for it instead. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but if you have like a YouTube, not YouTube, a Facebook gaming partnership, 
They don't care. You can stream anywhere you want. If you have a, a D-Live partnership, they don't care. You can stream wherever you want. It's only Twitch that has these exclusivity contracts. And I don't know why they... Well, okay, I know why they do it. But I don't know why people keep accepting them. And why people keep thinking that Twitch is the biggest streaming platform. Because it's not. It's just not the biggest streaming platform. And from what I've seen... It's not even a good platform to grow your content on. Hmm. Well, there's my rant for that. Um, <laughs> so, Twitch, uh, people are going to keep saying simp on it. It's going to keep happening no matter what you try to do to it. And it's going to be hilarious when, what, you, are you going to ban, like, Critical and XQC if they start saying that? No, you're not. That's stupid. Or, like, if, say, Pokimane calls someone a simp. Actually, Pokimane... She might be one of the uh, reasons why that new rules there about the, 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 the favors and the streamers. Um, but that's that's another story. <laughs> Are you gonna ban top streamers if they're gonna if they say simp? No, you're not. That's stupid. Actually, you might do it because you <laughs> you did ban um one of your biggest streamers who I'm Doctor Disrespect. There was I was I was blank on his name for a moment. You banned Doctor Disrespect who. Obviously, it was making you a lot of money. So, maybe you will ban top streamers. Maybe you'll ban Ninja and XQC and Critical. Uh, if you do, though, what they'll do is they'll go to YouTube and then a good part of the Twitch audience will follow them. So, I don't think even Twitch would be that dumb to go and ban people like that. So, they can sort of uh, do whatever they want. And you don't really have any choice in that. Especially if a lot of them decide to work together to do it. That's the biggest thing. Maybe one or two would get banned. But if you, say, have 10 of them, if you have your 10 biggest streamers doing that, Twitch can't fucking do anything about that. Oh, God. Twitch. Great. Uh, I can't wait till, like, Library has streaming. Like, well, obviously, Library is still a very, very small platform. I think BitChute's getting streaming as well. Um, so, streaming on those platforms will be great. Because it is... I do want to, like, have my content going out to multiple places. I might start, like, restreaming to Twitch just because I can. Um, it's, like, there's no harm in doing it. Except that I, I have, like, a, a thing on my screen that says, uh, you simped so-and-so amount, so... Maybe I'll get banned from Twitch on the first day, and that would be funny. Because uh, then I'll just go and, like, I, I have zero followers on Twitch anyway. Maybe I'll just go and stream on, like, DLive along with YouTube. YouTube's obviously going to be the main place. Like, they've got some pretty insane rules, and people don't like the way that DMCA is handled. But honestly, YouTube's DMCA handling is infinitely better than what Twitch is doing, and... For the most part, YouTube doesn't really care. Like, they're not going to stop you from saying, like, simp. They might stop you from, you know, saying some other things. But if it's if it's just simp, like, no. No one's going to stop you from saying that on YouTube. They've got better things to worry about. Like, actually, I don't know what YouTube worries about, to be honest. Uh, maybe, maybe political content getting popular. Yeah, that's probably the only thing they care about. I'll have to go watch this, uh, this clip about XQC... Uh, making fun of the new TOS. I haven't actually watched it. Uh, 
XQC mocks Twitch's latest TOS update. They apply to literally nobody. Let's have a read through this article and see what it's actually saying. I pressed the wrong button. There we go. Now you can actually see it. Do not no, don't do not play any Black Ops stuff. Uh Felix XQC Leng Leng I don't know how to say that. Uh which has been met with a great deal of backlash after deeming the use of words simp and version where Ben Wolfenses has totally missed the mark. Coming into effect January 22. So yeah, they come into effect January 22 and someone's already been banned from it. Uh, an assortment of offense <laughs> offensive terms <laughs> will no longer have a place on Twitch, whether it's threatening words or hateful speech. The Amazon-owned streaming service is broadening its horizons in the new year. Sure it is. It's also going to burn itself to the ground. Um, perhaps unsurprisingly, the internet caught wind of a particular term and immediate, immediately fought back. The word simp was seen across the site 97% more than usual in response to these announcements. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, many popular streamers have joined the community in laughing off some of the chosen terms. Now XQC is the the latest to comment on the drama, explaining how the upcoming changes won't make a noticeable difference. Uh, we do not have a blanket ban on the use of t uh, words like simp and casual banter, but we take action when words like this, among others, are used to harass and harm our community members so let's here's an example actually what if you're streaming and you have voice chat on in the game and then someone insults someone by calling them a simp or a cuck is that going to be a bannable offense because we have seen things on twitch where you know like i think it was yeah i think it happened with dr disrespect actually where someone streamed or maybe it was some some other streamer, some other band streamer they had. Anyway, someone streamed and that band streamer happened to be in their lobby on voice chat. And because they're on voice chat and the way that Twitch works is you can't actually bring a band streamer onto your stream. That streamer ended up getting, I think it was a suspension or a ban. And that's just insane. You, that's not how you run a platform like this. You, you can't like, if you're going to be in public lobbies, you have to expect that maybe you'll run across someone who's been banned from the platform before. Um, and it's just, it's just not, it's just not a good idea to run your platform like this. So the new to it, the, 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 the new TOS, are, the new TOS are a little specific for my liking. He said during a December 21 stream, when asked about the announcement, XQC simply brushed to the side. To be honest, it doesn't really change anything. I don't think the new TOS applies to anybody. It's not going to be honest. Wait, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The new, the new TOS applies to literally nobody. It's a non-issue. Twitch wants to avoid terms that negatively target other users, even implying that bans could follow under certain circumstances, though nobody does any of these things that Twitch is looking to prevent, according to XQC. I think at this point, when people say the word simp or anything like that, they're using it in a joking manner. I don't think anyone is actually using it as like a a serious insulting term. Maybe someone gets insulted by it, but that's never the intention for it. So I don't really, th yeah, I I'm in agreement here. It doesn't really make any sense what he's doing. Uh, mocking the TOS changes, he joked about the only way to actually get banned for using select words on Twitch. Look at him, this fucking virgin. Holy shit, he joked. As if he were going to, uh, as if he were going out of his way to target an up and coming streamer with the 20 viewers. Go guys, go to into his chat, tell him he's a virgin. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh he would have to do that for like two weeks straight for the new rules to even come into play XQC added. Obviously, the example is a tad excessive, but the point is clear. With specific terms being targeted, it begs the question of just how strict Twitch will be in enforcing punishment. Clearly, XQC 
thinks the new changes but fail to make an impact. Well, someone's already been banned from it, so clearly they're going to be uh, enforcing it in some way. Um, Jake Paul explains why he can beat Conor McGregor in a boxing match. <laughs> that's something. Uh, that's that's a that's a match I would love to love to watch. I don't know why Jake Paul keeps trying to fight people, and now he's challenge a uh, challenging fucking Conor McGregor. Oh, don't play that. No, that's that's no. Don't play that. Um, yeah. So Twitch, Twitch is a great platform. Uh, I'm I'm so happy that I haven't built a career on it. Because I, I feel kind of bad for all the people who are kind of stuck on that platform and really can't do anything about it because of their exclusivity contracts. Getting yourself started on YouTube seems like a much better idea and then making use of Twitch as like a extra platform to get those people, you know, involved in your community. And that's the reason why I use like library as well. I don't think you should start a channel on library. That's, that's a dumb idea. I know there's people who do it and there's people who are like, oh, but library is a great platform. It's It's fine. But, because it is such a small platform, you're much better off having it as your secondary platform and then focusing on whatever the um, the, the main platform is. And if you want to then, you know, fun you want to then funnel people from that platform to wherever you want them else to be, that also works. But having it as your main platform, especially when Twitch has these insane rules, is just not a good idea. So over on the um <clears throat> over on the main channel, someone asked me, I think yeah, what is, it was on the main channel, not on my uh, Discord. So someone on the main channel they asked me to do a video talking about the Debian website, and I don't know why they asked me this because I've looked at the new Debian website, and I'll just show you guys on the screen. I don't know what this person had expected me to say about this. I don't know how bad the Debian website was before, but <clears throat> this website looks like just a pretty standard website from the early, like, or mid-2000s. So I'll just move this over. That's the wrong thing I'm moving. So move it. Uh, no, select the thing I want to select. There we go. Look at this website. Why would I make a video about this? Like, I, d I don't know what I would say about it. It just looks like a pretty standard website from, like, mid 2007 or so like look at this like hey look i discovered what uh css animations are and we have this really ugly head above that's an image instead of actually you know making it inside of code and we have these oh look at this more more css animations and so it highlights when you have your cursor over this icon for some reason like there's nothing special about this website i don't know what i would actually say about it it's not that, like not to deride the person who wanted me to do a video on this, like, it, I, I, if it's better than it was before, that's cool. But I, I just, I just don't know what I would say about it. That's, that's the thing. Like, there's nothing that I could say about this to, that would make a decent video. <laughs> that's pretty much all I have to say about that. It's just like, oh, it's, it's, it's a website that looks okay, I guess, if you like really old-looking websites that. Yeah, are just old-looking websites, but that—that's—that's that's pretty much all I have to say about that. The Debian website—it looks kind of kind of shit, actually. Like, I think the Arch website with it, 
it's a very basic looking website. Like you could make this in the early, not even the early 2000s. You make this in the fucking 90s. Um, Arch. Yeah, if we just look up Arch, it should take us to the Arch website. Um, <clears throat> like as long as you have CSS, you can make this website in the 90s. Obviously, it looks better than a 90s website does look like because we have like, you know, design sense now. Um, but I think this website looks better. I just realized that my... This actually was never intentional, by the way. Uh, it it looks like my theme, like my, my system theme, actually looks like an arch theme. That was literally never my intention. Uh, <laughs> but how did I not notice that? My entire system theme is based around the color scheme of arch. How did I not know? Wait... <laughs> Wait, how did, how did I not realize that? Because even things like... Actually, can you see this if I press... You, okay, you can't see my FCITX window. Um, but I can like type in Japanese. Um, <clears throat> so if I, t if I take a screenshot of it... Um, take... No, okay, you're not going to be able to see it. Uh, basically, it has the same sort of theme as my, uh, my polybar up here. Um... And a lot of my other applications, like as you can see, I have a blue border around this and a blue border around this. That, yeah, I, huh. Like, I do like Arch Linux, but I had never initially intended to actually theme my entire system around it. It just sort of happened, I guess, which is cool. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> that was unexpected, actually. I didn't. I am. I'm actually just realizing this right now. Because this was a. I don't remember why I picked this blue. I think. Yeah, I don't know why I picked this blue. Maybe I just kind of like the look of this blue. Maybe this is the reason why I use arch. Maybe I just like the blue in the logo. And I just happened to. Actually, I just realized you can't actually see my polybar anyway. <laughs> If you go watch my main channel, you see my polybar, and you'll see the um the lines under it. Maybe I just happened to pick this blue because I, I, I'd seen the arch blue, and for some reason that blue just stuck out of my mind, and I just wanted to use that instead. Maybe, maybe it's coincidence. I don't know. Either way, it's kind of amusing to me. Um, no, get rid of the ad. There we go. I think the only thing that doesn't have the blue, which I should go and fix, is my uh, my dunce notifications. I don't know why. I I don't have a blue border around those. I just have a gray border. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, uh, what else do we have on here? So last weekend, uh, would be yeah, last weekend for me. I think two weekends ago, as you're going to be watching this, I basically spent the entire weekend gaming, and I haven't done that in God, I don't know how long. Maybe. At least six years, five or six years, I would say. What what year is it now? Yeah, at least five or six years. When I was in high school, that was probably the last time I did that. Um, yeah, I left high school five years ago. So, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck that was a long time ago. Um, so I played Bastion on the Friday, Saturday, Friday. 
Friday, Friday, yes, Friday. Um, played Bastion on the Friday, and I was getting drunk that night. I didn't have that much to drink. I was just drinking. Oh no, this is. I didn't drink this that night. Uh, I drank this two nights later. Um, clearly highball, really good. Uh, this flavor, the uh, mandarin and grapefruit, is. It's a very acquired taste. Once you, when you have one, you hate it probably. Once you have like five. <laughs> And you go back to drinking, then they're actually really good. Uh, I think all the flavors of the Koyomi highballs are actually really good. Anyway, that's not the point. So I played Bastion, streamed that, got drunk. That was lots of fun. Uh, the next morning after that, I did my Xenotic stream, and that stream went on for so long. Uh, I think what it was three and a half hours or something. I don't think I've done a stream so long I actually need to take a piss before, and that was the first one <laughs> actually uh, was like that. Normally, I end up ending a stream around that point, but no, I just decided to keep playing it, and people seem to really like the stream for some reason, so I think it's my most popular stream at this point. It actually got a lot of views after the fact, uh, and it has a 100% like-to-dislike ratio, which is also pretty crazy. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Yeah, so there's an IP address on the screen right there. Uh, that server isn't my server, so feel free to do whatever you want to it anyway. Um, anyway, so this video got 64 likes, 1,000 views. I don't know if it has any comments yet or if it's just... Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does. Can we see the comments? No, there's no comments on it, so it's just mainly what people were saying during the uh, live comments. Um, yeah, this went for three and a half hours, and during this stream, one of my mates came into it and was like, hey, you want to come play some Left 4 Dead at some point? And then I went and played Left 4 Dead, I think... So it would have been from when I finished this till about 8 or 9 o'clock that night. So I finished this around, I think, 1. And then I had some lunch. Maybe it was 2. Anyway, I had some lunch after that, and then... For the next six or so hours, I just played Left 4 Dead 2. I've never played Left 4 Dead 2 before. I'm going to say something that's kind of controversial. It's a, I don't think it's a very good game. It's a good game. It's not the sort of game that I like to play. If I'm going to play a shooter, I kind of like... Uh, I kind of like more faster-paced shooters. That's why I like Xenotic. Xenotic is lots of fun. Obviously, it doesn't have to be an arena shooter. Even like Call of Duty is fast enough for me. Battlefield is fast enough for me. It's just Left 4 Dead, you're walking everywhere. And if you get hurt, then you're like limping everywhere. And it's just it's just not fun to play for me. I don't I think it's it's just too it's too slow. It's way too slow for me. I'm sure people who like that sort of game will love it. But no. Alright, maybe I'll go back and play more Left 4 Dead. Maybe I'll enjoy it again if I'm not playing it for six hours. Uh but yeah, I, I, I'd much rather play anything else that's a little bit faster. So, then Sunday I didn't end up playing anything. I was going to do a, a uh, Hades stream, but I was like, I've already played like 12 hours of games this weekend. I think I should do something else with my time. And that was when I had my work dinner. So, I yeah, I wasn't going to play that much that night anyway, just because, you know, I want to get real drunk for work. Um... That's why I had this and had some uh, had some ciders while I was there as well. I think I had like four ciders. Um, yeah, so... Oh, it's nice to... It's nice to just play some games for once. 
It's just, it's not something I've done in so long. It's, it's, it's a nice, nice relaxing feeling. And I think I've changed a lot since I used to play a lot of video games. So back when I was a kid, I would get really, really angry playing a game. And now because it's been so long since I've actually like really gotten into anything, it's now just back to being fun again. It's, it's a feeling that I haven't had in a very long time playing games because for a while it was at the point where I was like, oh, I, I play this because I'm trying to get better at it. And that just, at some point that stops being fun. Like it's one thing when I want to get better at doing this because this is like sort of, it, it's something I, I, I'm, I'm, but words, it's something I sort of make money from and it's something I want to, I want to make the best content for you guys. But when it's just something that's supposed to be relaxing for me, I don't want to turn that into how can I compete? I just want to be like, I just want to chill. And that's sort of why I like playing single player games most of the time. Because if I am competing against anyone, it's going to be competing against myself. And that's fine. Because then I know what I am capable of. When I'm competing against other people, that's when, that's when sort of that stuff can start to come out again. Um, but I think I've, at least at this stage, I'm still kind of more chill playing games than I was. And maybe I'll play some more here and there. I do want to do some open source game streaming, at least some more on the main channel. Uh, I don't know what I'll play. Like, I've got a big list of stuff now. I don't know what the next one will be. Maybe it'll be like Urban Terror or something. That I, I played a lot in high school, in class. <laughs> Teachers didn't like that. Um, what else do we have on the list? On uh, my, my gaming list, actually. Uh, if we go to... Is it video ideas? No, it's video notes. Stream ideas. There we go. Should reorder this bit. So we have Urban Terror, Armageddon, obviously Zenotic again. People seem to love Zenotic, so I'll be happy to come back to that one. Um, I did realize I had my window cropped slightly wrong, so <laughs> you couldn't actually see the entire game. We have Assault Cube, which I had a lot of fun in high school with again, once again, in class. If you haven't played Assault Cube, I'll bring it up on the screen. Basically, it's a... I guess it's very similar to Counter-Strike. Yeah, Counter-Strike's the best way to explain it. Um, here you go. Here's what it looks like. It even looks sort of Counter-Strike-y. Open image. Okay, it's a very tiny image. Um, yeah, basically... It's it's a open source FPS that is very much like Counter Strike, and it's fun. I enjoy it. It's great. Uh, what else do we have? We have so I said Armageddon. I did hear that Assault Cube, or not Assault Cube, I guess Cube, which is what this this game is based on the Cube engine. There's like a second Cube game. Uh. Oh, that's what that one is. Okay. Okay, so someone told me about this. Um, they just called it, like, what the, the subtitle is. So, Cube 2 Sour Bratton. I don't know how to say that. This is a, a sequel game. Oh, I guess... Yeah, I guess, I guess you called it a sequel. Um, basically, the same sort of game, but newer. Uh, I'll definitely have to have a look at that one. And it seems like it... Okay, no, it's not, it, it came out a while ago. Oh, it came out a very long time ago. Um, but people are still playing it in 2020, apparently. At least the channel called Open Source Games. I did not know this channel existed. Um, I'll have to go check this channel out, because this might give me some good content to actually uh, talk about 
wow, this is going to be a lot of content to do on streams. Open source Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> uh, Battle Metal. Open source Mac, uh, mech action game. Ooh, that sounds fun. Oh, I will definitely have to check this channel out. There is a lot of really cool stuff on here. Okay, that's awesome. Oh, I guess he's also a game developer as well. Does he still make content? Four days ago. I will have to hit this guy up and... Uh... Yeah, bring up... Come on to the, the pod... If you if you happen to be watching this, uh... Hit me up. I'll bring you on the podcast. I don't know if you have any way I can... Oh, you give a Discord chat. Maybe I can contact you through that. I, I really don't like it. Like... Okay, please have... If, if you're gonna make content on the internet, can you please have, like, some sort of way to contact you? Like, maybe, uh... An email or something. If you don't check the email, like, ever, please have something. It just makes it easier. So if if you want to try to, like, bring me on a podcast, maybe you don't want to be on a podcast. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, if this guy will respond to anything, I will definitely want to bring him on the podcast because, ooh, it's a paintball game. That's cool. <laughs> There's a lot of really cool games that I'd never even, never even heard about. Unfair hard open source classic RPG. That looks kind of pretty. Huh. Oh, and Zero AD stuff. Oh, yeah, that's another game on the list. Zero AD, which I am very bad at RTS games. Um, So we'll see how that one goes. But we also have Open Arena, which is another uh, open, oh, an open source arena shooter. Very similar to something like Xenotics. So in the same sort of vein of being like a you know, a Quake Unreal Tournament style shooter where it's real fast, you can rocket jump, things like that. Uh, is this, wait, is this a Japanese project? It's a, has a, um, Japanese title, what is that? Open Arena. Yeah, okay, it is. That is Open Arena, cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's basically another, like, arena shooter. And apparently it's Japanese, that's cool. Or at least maybe one of the devs is Japanese. I don't know what it is. Either way, um, or maybe, maybe actually no. It could also just be that the the dev is also a massive weeb. That could also be the case because I don't know if you've seen my new Discord message. <laughs> my new Discord. So my old Discord um, message of the day was discount Luke Smith. Now it is um, fuck. I don't remember how to read the kanji. Basically, it says discount Luke Smith, but it's in Japanese. <laughs> Just because I want to see if anyone can read it, and that would be funny. Um, anyway, yeah. This might also be fun. I don't know if it's still being updated. When was it last updated? Oh, no, it's not. Four years ago. We'll see if it still works, though. <laughs> uh, OpenMW, which... I don't know much about. We'll look at that one right now. I was just given a list by, um, by Nephite, and I haven't actually looked into most of the games that are on the list. So OpenMW is a open source free software engine game recreation that re-implements the one powering Bethesda Softworks 2002 open world role-playing game Morrowind. Oh, it's an open source engine for Morrowind. That's cool. Uh, oh no, I have seen this one. And I saw someone actually getting it working on a fucking mobile phone. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've never actually played Morrowind. I, I got into the Elder Scrolls series with Skyrim, like a lot of people did. Um, <clears throat> that's cool. 
I don't know whether this will make a great stream game on like the main channel, but maybe I'll do that on the uh, the, the the gaming channel. Uh, we also have Super Tux Cart, which anyone who knows about <laughs> anyone who knows about Linux gaming already knows about Super Tux Cart. Um, <clears throat> basically, it's a cart racer, but it, it's it's a Linux cart racer, and there's like there's. I don't know who's any of these characters are supposed to be, except obviously, you know, we have a we have our boy Tux. Um Is the AI cheating? Probably. Uh let's see. Is Super Tux Kart a Mario clone? No, the Mario Kart series is the most known kart racer games, but there have been many others. Some very old versions of STK try to mirror um mirror Mario Kart, but this hasn't been the case for a very long time. <laughs> I, have, I do have to look into uh, Super Tux Kart because it just. I like kart races. Kart races are fun. And. <laughs> it just looks fun. That's all I have to say. It just, it just looks fun. Uh, also, to stop Hum from bothering me, I'm going to go and play NetHack at some point, which is. I think it's like a. It's a text based roguelike. Ha NetHack. NetHack is a very, very, very old game by the looks of it. Um, here you go. Here are pictures of NetHack because their website's terrible. Um, yeah, it's it's a text-based roguelike. So, and there's also graphical versions of it as well, which is cool. Playing NetHack. Wait, what is this? After twenty, uh, it's, after twenty, like twenty, like. Uh, after 25 years of playing NetHack, I finally got my first Ascension. So there you go. It's at least 25 years old. But it's probably older, knowing Hum and what he recommends to me. Um, and I will make some exceptions for certain games. Like, for example, maybe people want to play Quake. You know, maybe people will accept that, uh, that Quake would be a, a fine game to play on the channel. I don't know. Maybe that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people will hate me for playing Quake, but I think that we can all agree that Quake is a good game. It doesn't matter which Quake it is. Maybe even we'll go back and play Quake One. I'm sure we can get Quake One working just fine. Actually, there's probably people still managing, like still um maintaining the project, so I'm sure that'll be just fine. Another one is a uh, Mind Test. So Mind Test is actually an interesting one. So is it gonna focus on this window? There we go. Uh, Mind Test is like an open source Minecraft game, and I I don't know anything about it. Um, yeah, I I have no idea about this game. I'll have to look into it though, because I think those there's like cylinders. What? What am I looking at? Is this like wait? Is it? I'm pretty sure I've. I'm pretty sure that this, uh, the textures it's running is actually just a Minecraft texture pack. Um, cause I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen this before. But I don't know anything about Mind Test. I don't know how old it is. I don't know how well it runs. I hear it's a good game. Surprisingly so. Um, Mind Test. Open source voxel game engine. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it'd be maybe it'd be fun, and it looks like the it looks like the cave generation is already better than what Minecraft does because Minecraft's cave generation is fucking bad. Um, 
Yeah. Wait, you can mine 31,000 blocks down, or 30- what? <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> what do you mean you can mine 31,000 blocks down? What the fuck? <laughs> so the maps are stupid big, apparently. Alright then. Um... Also, they have an IRC, because of course they do. It's available on many forms of BSD, and it is still being actively updated by the looks of it. So, that also sounds like lots of fun as well. Uh, what else do we have? We have Open TTD. Uh, I don't remember what that one is. Open TTD is... Uh, Alright, Open Transport Tycoon. <laughs> open Transport Tycoon Deluxe. Basically, it's an open source version of Transport Tycoon Deluxe. I've never actually played one of these, like, Tycoon games. Um, like, especially one of the older ones. Let's see, if click on this one. So it's, like, the same sort of vein as, like, the uh, SimCity games as well. I've never played anything like this. I, I don't know, maybe they'll be fun. I don't know. I'll try it out. Could be cool. Uh, we also have Open Red Alert. Open Red Alert. Red Alert is another... Game that I have not ever played. Uh, here we go. Basically, it's 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 Red Alert, uh, but it's open source. <laughs> also, they uh, how this one's still being updated? Yes, this is still being updated as well. This got updated ten days ago as of the recording of this. Wow. Okay. Cool. Or at least it's getting um blog posts about it. Uh, we have Open Roller Coaster Tycoon. Which I think you can judge by the name is going to be an open source version of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Another game that I have never played, but I'm sure would be lots of fun. Because, you know, building roller coasters and stuff, that sounds cool. Um ugh. We have a couple more on ugh, we have a couple more on the list. And hiccups. Um Battle or Wes Wesnoth. Wesnoth. Don't remember what this one is. Uh, that's not coming up. Maybe I'm, I spelled it wrong. Oh, it's Wes, not Wes. I was I was told the wrong spelling. Okay, this. I feel like I have seen something about this one before. This is a. Is this another RTS? Uh this is not not an RTS. Maybe. What do you call it? Um, the same sort of game that like Civilization is. I guess maybe you could call. Yeah, how does it describe itself? Uh, the Battle for Westnoth is an open source turn-based strategy game with a high fantasy theme. It features both single player and online hot seat multiplayer combat. Once again, I'm I'm not big brain enough to play these games well, but maybe it'll be good as well. Uh, and the last one we have on this list is, I believe, a single-player game, actually. Uh, it's a game called Strife. Uh, I believe it's a stealth game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Strife game. Maybe, maybe I, once again, maybe it was a different one that I was thinking of. Uh... 
Ah, it's a Doom mod by the looks of it. Okay, maybe that's the one people are talking about. Um, well, maybe it was something different. I think I I searched for it on the stream. Uh, can I find it? Will I find it? That is the ultimate question. Maybe it wasn't called that. Maybe it was something else. Anyway, I'll check out that open source games channel. And maybe I'll find some other game on there that would be kind of cool to look at. Because there's obviously a lot of open source games out there. But for a stream game, I kind of feel like the arena shooters actually make a really good one. Because even if you're not very good at an arena shooter, it's very easy to get into. Like if I said, let's play something like Zero AD. The number of people who could play Zero AD is probably limited to, like, DT and, like, one other person. <laughs> so, uh, and actually, DT might show up to play a game of Zero AD knowing him. Uh, he did join my my Xenotic stream and not join my voice chat. He was just watching the stream. And I know he was watching the stream because he would comment in the stream chat on things that were happening in the stream. And then, like, also... Uh, talk in the actual text chat in the actual game. I don't know why he didn't jump in the voice chat. Maybe he just wanted that like 90s gaming experience where you're just like talking over text. I don't know. Maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe maybe he just didn't want to talk. I don't know. Maybe he was uh, embarrassed about not turning his audio server on last time. <laughs> oh lord. I think Zonotic might actually have voice chat built into it as well. Uh... Well, I can't remember. Mm. Okay. Let's see. What else do we have on the topics list? Oh, yeah. Back to the, uh, the Left 4 Dead thing for just a moment while we're still on gaming. So, <laughs> when I was playing Left 4 Dead, I was, for the first like few hours, I was playing with just some mates. And that's the best way to play Left 4 Dead because playing pubs, holy crap, playing pubs is awful. <clears throat> so, one time, well, we actually had three... So, while we were playing, we had three people. For a while, we did a four, but then we went back to three. Um, and then we got this dude who actually joined us. Uh, I don't remember what his name was. He was an absolute legend, though. So, this guy, he seemed to love the game. He didn't even... He wasn't even worried about the fact that we weren't very good at the game. He just seemed to like the fact that people were playing Left 4 Dead. Which is awesome. That like those are my favorite kinds of people. The people who just love something so much that they just want more people to enjoy it. They don't care if you're not very good at it. They don't care if you're gonna hold them back. They just want you to enjoy the hobby that they're enjoying. And those people are awesome. The people who are not awesome though are the people who like to gatekeep their hobbies. So <laughs> we went uh, so after the the pub campaign matches we did, we then went into versus matches, and holy crap, I hate versus. Versus is awful, even if you're playing with people you know, because playing as the zombies is just not fun. They're, they're not designed to be played as. Anyway, um, we had... So, the two, two of the guys in... No, so one of the guys in the call ended up being on the survivors team, and me and another mate were in the... Uh, the versus, or the, the zombies, the versus team, the zombies team. And that meant that we had some extra people fill up the lobby. Now, my team ended up getting some of the most annoying people I have ever seen 
in any sort of game. So these people were so angry that we weren't very good at Versus. I had never played Versus before, and I'm pretty sure my mate never played Versus either. But he was so angry about the fact that we weren't very good at Versus, and anytime anything bad happened, he would just talk over a voice chat and be like, oh, I can't believe you're this shit. Why are you even playing the game if you're shit? Like, as if you can somehow get better at a game by not playing it. How do you... Of course you're going to be shit at the game if you just started it. What sort of fucking point are you making there, you idiot? Um, but that sort of showed me the, like, two sides that exist of this game. You have... Oh, actually, really any game. I'm sure the, the same thing happens with Counter-Strike as well. So, Left 4 Dead just went on a sale. So that means there's a lot, a lot more new players. So the, like, the veteran players obviously have to deal with those new people. And there's two ways the, veter the veterans can do it. One is you can be like that first person, which was really excited to just play Left 4 Dead with people, even though, even though he just had to deal with people who were shit at the game. And a lot of the time he was carrying us, but... If, like, he would say stuff in VC, like, he'd be like, okay, do this, do this, do this, okay, we'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool, because uh, we just didn't know where we were going half the time, but if we were unsure about anything, or if there was, like, a difficult part coming up, he'd give us advice on how we can get through it better, like, there was one part where, I think there was, like, we had to, like, stand up on a tower, and if we didn't get up on the tower, we'd basically instantly die, and he went and told everyone that, or... There was like a bridge level and he was like, just stay on the left-hand side and we'll get through it easily. We didn't get through it easily. We all died except for him who just ran off to the end. Um, but he was still perfectly happy to help us through the game. Those other people though were just like, no, you are not allowed to play this game if you are not good at it. If you are not good at this game, do not play it. Which is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. and. I don't know. I, I get why some people like that, but I also... <clears throat> uh, like, with an, a, such an old game like Left 4 Dead, I don't know why you would try to drive people away from it, because obviously at this point, the lobbies are going to be much, much smaller than they used to be, so you probably want to keep people around who may enjoy the game, who may not be very good at the game, because then you can actually, you know, play matches in pubs, even though you shouldn't play matches in pubs. Um, yeah, that, that's sort of my rant on that. Don't be a dick who sort of gatekeeps your games. Just accept the fact that when new people join the game, they're obviously not going to be very good. And if that really bothers you that much, what you can do is just leave the lobby and go to a different lobby. That's literally all you have to do. But this person stuck around for like four or five matches. And I don't know why he stuck around for that long if he's just going to complain about it. If that's your problem, just piss off. That's all I have to say about it. Just piss off if you uh, if you don't like it that much. I'm sure there'll be another lobby that will have probably just as shitty people in it. Maybe they'll be better. Maybe you'll find another group of veterans who all hate not playing with new people. But if you want to play a game now, accept what you have to accept. I've gotten really randy in this episode, haven't I? We had the Twitch rant earlier, and now we had the Left 4 Dead rant as well, so... <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, let's talk about something a bit less ranty, because we have, uh, what? 18 minutes till the two-hour mark, and that's sort of where I want to end it. So, recently I've actually... I'm, I'm going to do a stream on this. I think by... Yes, by the time this comes out, the stream actually would have been out. Because uh, this is going to be my Christmas Day stream, because I don't have anything super important planned. It's just 
I sort of want to do a stream before I go out to my parents' place, just so there's something there. And then on the 26th, there'll be the Christmas video, because that'll be out for Christmas for the Americans. Yeah, so I sort of get to do the, uh, the Christmas sort of content two days in a row, because... I'm Australian, and that's how it works. I get my I get my Christmas, and I get your Christmas as well. Anyway, uh, my stream for that is going to be on... Uh, it's probably mainly going to be Wani Kani, because I've got a lot of lessons to do, and I've got a lot of reviews to do. Uh, and when I do these lessons, I'll have a shit ton more reviews to do. So, um, Wani Kani is basically a service to, you know, help you learn to read kanji. Because kanji is... It's 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 a pain. It's a pain, really. I'm still very early in Wanikani. I'm at level two right now. These kanji are, you know, fairly simple to read. I think that one there is six. I haven't actually done these lessons yet, and that would be like tree. I don't know how to read this. Uh, how do we read? How do we read six? The onyomi reading is going to be, uh, doku. Of course it is. Yes, it is. That makes sense. Um, but if you're looking for a way to actually learn. Uh, learn kanji. I think this is a pretty good service from what I'm seeing. I'm I'm retaining a lot of the knowledge and I haven't started grammar yet because I want to get to the point where I know enough kanji that I can actually read the grammar books without having to constantly be looking up stuff. So maybe when I get to like level 5 or level 10 or so, then I'll actually you know start the grammar stuff and then actually be able to properly form sentences with the vocabulary I'm learning. So this service, it will teach you the radicals, which are the components that actually make up the kanji. It will teach you the kanji. And then along with that, it's also... I don't know, uh, reviews that day, at least right now. Uh, it'll also teach you some vocabulary as well. So for example, as you can see, there's 60 levels. Um, what's something we have? Like uh, this one here, iriguchi. Uh, so that just means entrance. Or we have something like... What's another one? Uh... uh Kudasai. So that would be like, please or please give me. Obviously, knowing vocab can do some things. I feel like if you hold out your hands and say, Kudasai. I know my pronunciations are pretty bad. Uh, someone might get what you're saying, trying to say, but there's a... Uh, it's a... Uh, it's all, vocabulary is only one part of learning a language. You obviously have to learn the grammar part to tie it all together. But the... Japanese grammar books are also in Japanese. So you need to be able to read Japanese to be able to understand how to learn Japanese. <laughs> so learning kanji is a good way to start. Or here's what else do we have in here? We have like uh, uh Agaru. Yes, yes. I, I would I sometimes get um so this kanji here, this basically means below, this one means above. I sometimes get the readings mixed up when I'm looking at like uh Sageru and aga uh sageru and ageru because it's a slight slight difference so sa in the case of below and then a in the case of above i guess that there's the tricks you can give yourself to actually learn it like you can say okay if it's going to be above ah uh, ah uh, above or uh another one that i sometimes get confused with is for uh give me a second it would be uh, e, e de Don't type in katakana. I want no. Go over here. Uh, I want uh, e uh, e de do uh, that one. 
Yeah, here we go. Ireru. So that means to insert. So if you think of it like i insert, because there's a couple of, like the the problem with kanji that makes it so difficult is there's multiple different readings of each character. So for example, this character right here means entrance, but it doesn't have to just be read as a cure, which is uh, so yeah, cure um cure, which is one of the the readings for it. You also have uh what is this hai or i. I think there might be another reading as well, and when it's a very common kanji like this one, they have a lot of different readings, uh, which make it even more annoying to say, uh, I guess the number ones are fine, but if it's like mountain, for example, I think mountain has a couple. Okay, only, this one only has two, so we have sun and uh, yama. Um, but you have to kind of know when you have to use the correct reading. And really the only way to know that is to start learning vocab. And the way they actually teach kanji and vocab is actually kind of good. So this is a, um, it is a spaced repetition system learning methodology, I guess, where basically they'll give you lessons. Uh, you go through the lessons and then at some point after that, usually it's like a couple hours later for the first lesson or the first review, uh, you have to then recall what you actually learnt in that process. And then a couple hours more after that, you do it again, and then again, and again. Uh, by the last review, I think it's like an entire day, you have to wait to review that specific content. And if you can recall it after a day, then that's a lot more grounded in your memory than just constantly repeating it over and over again, which is just going to keep it in your like short-term memory. So that's one thing it does. The other thing that it does is... It uses a mnemonic system. So let's actually go into lessons and I'll show you what I mean. Uh, I'll do these lessons a bit later today. I know I have 53 of them to do. Um, here, okay, here's a basic one. Here's the vocabulary for nine. So nine would be read as uh, Q, I believe. And the way it actually... It is often... Okay, so when a vocab is made of a single kanji with no okurigana, hiragana attached to the kanji, it is often the same meaning as the kanji. It's based off of... Same goes for the word nine as well. It has the same meaning as its kanji component. It tells you, like, what the synonyms are. In this case, obviously, being nine, it has no synonyms. But if the vocab is something like... Uh... Uh, kudasai. Like, a synonym for it could be, like, please or please give me something like that. And it'll tell you like what type of speech it is as well. So for like, um, ageru and ageru and agaru, I believe ageru is a transitive verb and agaru is a intransitive verb. I might've got those backwards. <laughs> That's another thing I constantly make mistakes on. And then it'll give you like, okay, here's how you actually go and read it. Here <clears throat> or here's the, uh, the reading for it. So in this case, it's going to be a Q. And then also, it'll show you how it's actually pronounced as well. So we have like a male and a female reading as well. And if it has multiple readings like this one does, it'll have both the readings there. And also, uh, yeah, as I was saying before, it gives you mnemonics. So this one actually is a bad example. But if we go to say this one here. So this is going to be great. <clears throat> uh, okay, these are really bad examples. Basically, um, a lot of them will give you like... You know, okay, for like shita, for example, that is a reading for seven. Um, it gives you a little sentence here saying, okay, here's how you should probably try to remember it. Uh, for shita, it's like, okay, you stepped on a, and then dot, 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 
and it, it sort of tries to make it comedic, so it sticks in your head a bit more. And I feel like for a lot of things, it ends up doing it fairly well. Um, I'm not actually sponsored by Wanikani, but hey, if Wanikani wants to hit me up, uh, I'll take it. Um, but I will say that if you do want to purchase a lifetime membership to Wanikani, it's $200 right now. And they do this sale once a year, so if you want to, you know, not get it now and then get it again the following year, um, right now it's $200. Otherwise, I believe it's like $16 a month, but I might have showed you before, there's, uh, there's, there's 60 levels here, and it's going to take you a long time to get it done, and that's kind of the point. Learning a language like this is going to take you a while. Uh, it's not something that, you know, you're going to learn quick. Like, for example, like, something like this kanji right here, I have no idea where I would even start with that. I don't even know what radicals make this up, uh, but it also progressively introduces harder and harder kanji, so, eventually, you'll get to the point where something like this isn't as much of a big step. Like, if I go down to, like, uh, level 50, the difference between 50 and 51 is going to be much smaller than, you know, 2 and 51. But anyway, um, yeah, lifetime memberships are $200 right now. I'm probably going to buy one for myself. I haven't done it yet. The sale goes on until the 6th of January. I would say it's probably really worth it. Now, Wanikani is just really good for learning to read. Um, learning to speak Japanese, there are better resources. And what you what you use Wanikani for is getting you to the point where you can actually read the resources that teach you how to learn other things. That, that's the reason why you use something like Wanikani. There are other services you can use. Like, you can technically get all of Wanikani for free if you know how to search for the... Uh, the Anki uh, cards for it. I'm not going to tell you how to do that because I think you should kind of support Wanikani. If you want to use that to supplement what you're doing on Wanikani, I think that's a reasonable approach, but I would suggest paying them because they do a lot of really good work for this. Obviously, <coughs> with any solution like this, because you are translating, um, it is still go there's still going to be some meaning lost. Like, for example, uh, the meaning for the, uh, the the vocabulary big and the kanji big have the exact same meaning, but I think there might be some subtle differences that exist if you actually look at the specific meaning in Japanese. It's just when you try to give it a textual meaning in English, it's just you have to you have to translate a bit, or or you're gonna, you're gonna lose something in translation. Or another one is um ageru and agaru. So one of them is to rise and the other one is to raise. But in English, it doesn't make as much of a distinction between transitive and intransitive verbs. So basically, a transitive verb is a verb that applies to an object, whereas intransitive is a verb that applies just in general to the action. So for example, um, you would raise a ball. That would be a transitive usage. But if, say, you're... And that, like, that, because that's something that you are actually actively doing. You are the one who are who is raising the ball up. But if it's say something like, uh, my blood pressure is rising, that is something that you're not in control of. Or say the sun is rising. Obviously, there is something in control of that, but it's not saying that the uh, the speaker in this case or the the one the verb is being applied to has control over the action that's actually happening. So in that case, that would be an intransitive usage. Um, 
But English doesn't make much of a distinction between those. I initially thought that rise and raise were like different tenses, but because it has that little description saying like it's a transitive verb and an intransitive verb, I recommend making sure you understand like what those actually mean. Because it will actually help, especially when the the meanings do get a bit lost in translation. But ultimately, what's important is being able to get a general understanding from this. And then once you actually start looking, uh, actually being able to read like Japanese dictionaries, then you can get a proper meaning from it rather than just this sort of like half-assed translation. Like, okay, the, the one kind of translations are fairly good from what I see, but it's still a translation. And if you can understand the meaning and the context of the language, it'll be a lot better than just dealing with a translation instead. Yeah, that, that's that's my, my point I'm trying to get out there. There's this channel that I can't remember the name of that does... It's a... It's a channel... I'm, I'm, I really want to find the name. Um, it's a polyglot channel. So a polyglot is a someone who can speak multiple, I think it's above three languages or something. Yeah, here we go. Ikenna. Ikenna is a really good channel. Um, he does, like, he learns a lot of different languages, but I know he's got a couple of videos specifically about Japanese. And he did a video about a couple of resources for, you know, learning how to speak Japanese alongside, like, because that's, that's kind of important as well, because if you can read it, that's one thing. But pronunciation is uh, my, my uh, <laughs> yeah, pronunciation is kind of a mess for me right now. But two thousand days, my two thousand day Duolingo streak. Maybe I'll try out Duolingo at some point as well. So people do like to shit on Duolingo, but I feel like it's probably better than better than better than nothing. And hey, maybe you'll make a fun stream if nothing else. Um. I don't remember what the video about Japanese was called. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. If I can find it, I might link it in the description. I've said this before, uh, but I, I always forget to do that. Um, let's see. I'll see if I can find it right now, actually. Go there. So if we do Ikena uh, Japanese. Do, 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 do. Ah, here we go. It was how... Th I think it was this one. It was one of these two videos here. How to learn any language in six months. And also, five best language learning apps. Yeah, yeah, this was the one. It wasn't just about Japanese. I think this one also was about, like, Dutch and French and stuff. Um, Both of these videos are really good. And if you care about learning a second language, I think are really good resources to check out. Uh, yeah. That is what I'll say. I think what he recommends is um is Pimsleur as as a uh, a a speaking a learning to speak a language rather than just learning how to read a language. And as you can see, he's not a big fan of uh Rosetta Stone or uh Duolingo. I think the big problem that he has with Rosetta Stone and Duolingo is the fact that the sentences you learn, you sort of don't learn in context. It's just teaching you how to say sentence. Sorry, that was, that's a nonsense what I just said. It's teaching you sentences without the context. There we go. So rather than teaching you the components of a sentence, it's teaching you the entire sentence and not really showing you how to break it down 
to use the components. Like, for example, um, Wanikani, for example. Wanikani, it shows you the the vocab in context of a sentence, but the main, it's not quizzing you like on the, the sentences themselves. It's quizzing you on the, on the vocab. It's trying to help you learn the vocab, but also giving you an example of how that vocab can be used. So you're not just learning it something completely with like no context at all. But if you're just learning a sentence as itself, that's a bit, then you need some extra context around that sentence or actually maybe even, Maybe even less context. You need to know what the actual components of the language or the components of the sentence actually are. Especially in the case of Japanese, because Japanese doesn't have uh doesn't have word borders. <laughs> For the most part, it doesn't have word borders. So you have to sort of work out where the edge of each word is. Now that's not to say that it's impossible to work out where words end in Japanese. It's just that it's harder to do in English where you have like, you know, spaces. Um but when you know about things like, say, particles, then you can sort of understand, like, okay, there's probably a word end here. Obviously, you're not always going to be using a particle, but, for example, um, actually, I don't have an example sentence. Um, yeah, I, I don't have an example sentence. Basically, a particle, you know how, you, like, between words in a Japanese sentence, they'll say something like wa. Wa would be a particle where it's like, uh, watashi wa that the the wa there is the wa at the end there is the particle. Uh, I don't know the reason for them, but I know they exist. And once you know they exist, it makes it a bit easier to read Japanese sentences, especially when you don't know much. Because if you don't know where the words end, it's very hard to then go look up what the vocabulary in that sentence actually means. Um, if you know where the words end though, and you still have no idea what the meaning is, at least you know what you're trying to look for to find out what the meaning is. There. I think I've been learning for about like three or so weeks now. So I've been starting to pick up on places where I, or places where there's things that I'm missing. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Places I don't I know I know basically fuck all, but I'm starting to pick up on places where I know that I have problems with what I know. If I if that makes sense. I think that makes sense, maybe. <laughs> um <coughs> anyway, uh yeah. I recommend checking out your Kenneth's channel if you want to learn about learning languages. Learn about learning languages, yeah. We'll go with that. Because you're not gonna learn in languages watching his channel, but if you want to learn about learning, good resource. And also, one Kani, get your two hundred dollar uh, lifetime membership because if I'm, what, I think if you do it sixteen dollars a month, that's like after two years or so, or a year and a half. So if you keep at it for a year and a half, then you're going to basically pay more than the lifetime membership anyway. So if you're going to keep at it and you know you're going to keep at it, you might as well just get it anyway, save yourself a bit of money because lifetime memberships are cool, and I wish more services actually offered them. So, we get on, we, blah, 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 we're words. We are just past two hours now. And I think I will end it off there. I have some other ideas I was thinking about talking about, but I think we'll end it there because it's just past 12 o'clock as well, and I want to go make some food. So, before I go, I would like to give a shout-out to a channel because that's what we do on this podcast. Uh, and I'm forgetting his name. Matt, not Matt Hartley. Um, <laughs> yeah, not giving a shout out to that Matt. 
he's a Matt Colbo. There we go. That's his channel. Matt Colbo is a pretty awesome dude, and I recommend going and watching his channel. Uh, here we go. He does these, I guess, uh, skits. Yeah, a video he had that blew up that you may have seen is basic geography for adults. Okay, it didn't blow up as much as I thought. Only 300k views. That's still pretty big. Um, for my channel at least. And basically he just does these random funny comedy skits. And some of them aren't comedic. Some of them are just like weird acting skits. But are you looking at my box? Here we go. Here, this is actually a really good one. Um, basically the whole bit here is that this dude has a penis shaped like, shaped like a box. That is, that is the whole joke. And pretty much uh, the way he does these is he just, he plays, usually it'll be like a back and forth between two characters, but he actually plays both of the characters. Uh, so it's just, it's just, it's just weird. It's just weird and I enjoy it. I've said it before, but I enjoy watching content way outside of my niche because I make content in my niche, and I'd, I'd, I'd seen enough content in the Linux sphere that I don't want to watch more Linux videos. So stuff like this always appeals to me, and he has a really, a, a really great way of presenting stuff, and you're not going to learn anything. You'll learn literally nothing on this channel, except maybe on this one here. More basic geography for adults. Uh, but if you want to have a bit of a laugh, oh, this one is the one that I originally found his channel with. Uh, basically a Tom Scott video. <laughs> But it's pretty much just him recreating every single video that, ever, that Tom Scott has ever done. Uh, he went to this field, and it, 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 you've, like, you've probably seen a Tom Scott video. So the uh, he does a series called Amazing Places. Basically, he'll just go somewhere, and he'll have someone... Yeah, here we go. He'll go somewhere, he'll have someone at the place, tell him about the place... And that's pretty much what every single one of these videos actually is. And then this does an, a, a, an absolutely fantastic job basically recreating the entire meme. And I love it. And I love that it's actually more popular than some other Tom Scott videos. That actually, <laughs> that honestly makes it perfect. Oh, I love it. So yeah, go check out Matt Colbo's channel. He's at, what, 167,000 subs. I don't remember how much he was at when I first found him. Uh, let's check the video, and it should I should see how much he's grown in the past couple of months. 12k in the past couple of months. So he had that really big Tom Scott video, and obviously that one blew up a bit. So obviously his uh, growth is down a bit, and his views are down now, but they're probably still way up from where they were before that video came out. Anyway, I think that's going to be uh, pretty much everything for this. If you want to go check out my main channel, that would be Brody Robertson, available on YouTube and Library and Odyssey. On Odyssey, I think we're closing on like 17,000 or something. I don't, I haven't been paying too much attention to the numbers. The blumblers. The blumblers. Uh, let's go to that, the channel. The channel. There we go. And show you on the screen. See how long it takes Odyssey to load. I love this website sometimes. This is a, a ringing endorsement for using Odyssey. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's fast. Sometimes it just it just keeps loading. Oh, there we go. 
So yeah, 16,648. So in like a couple of weeks, I guess we'll be at 17K on on uh, Odyssey, which is insane. I think my podcast channel is at like close to 13, maybe like 12 and a half. Anyway, yes, check out the channel on the platforms I told you about. If you're watching the audio version or you're listening to the audio version, I guess, there is a video version for this channel available on Odyssey once again at the Tech of a T channel or on YouTube. Once again, Tech of a T. And if you're listening to the audio version, look up Tech of a T on whatever your favorite. That was a weird noise. On whatever your favorite uh, podcast platform is, whether that's iTunes, Google Podcasts, other podcast platforms that exist. I don't know. <laughs> if it if it uses an iTunes feed though, it it'll be there. Um also check out my Patreon. Uh yeah, I want to thank the patrons. That's what I want to <laughs> How do I end these podcasts when I'm by myself? Thank you to I it went behind my window. Thank you to Chris, Joachim, and Donald, Cobinion, Andrew, Nathan, David, Montazar, Will, Jacob Ben, to Joseph, Mitchell, Peter D, Tony Tushar, and all of my two dollar patrons. That sword got musical. I cannot speak right now. Um, go check out the links down below if you want to support my work. There will be links and there will be things that you can click. Along with clicking the links that are things, you can also click on the link to go get yourself a VPS from Linode. And that will get you $100 off if I remember to put it in the description. If it's not in the description, it will be on the main channel in all of those videos. Yeah. And I think that's going to be pretty much everything for this. That was a nonsense ending. I don't know why my rambling got ramblier than it normally rambles. But hey, I think the rest of the podcast was fine. I hope you enjoyed the rants. And I think I'm going to end it there before I start saying something else really dumb. So thank you guys for watching and I'm out.